Welcome once again to The Ohio State of Mind, a show powered by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. Alongside Tyler Bamberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. We have a lot to make up for. When in the course of human events, it comes necessary to punch your computer for not being able to export your Monday episode and get it up in time, one is in the situation that we are. But if you're like us and you can't, uh, you find yourself not being able to export a, a Monday episode that's brilliant, this is the alternative where you have to make up for it on Friday. So we apologize for missing Monday, uh, and, but we're going to try to make up for it with a long episode, an encompassing, an all-encompassing episode today, starting off with what we missed on Monday. So getting into our preview of last weekend, before we go into our preview of this weekend, I know it's confusing. Cross Country was at the Mike Bomber Cross Country Classic Friday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. That was hosted by Wright State in Dayton, Ohio. Both the Ohio State men's and women's teams took their event's 5K team title. Addie Engel was the fastest runner for the Ohio State women with a new PR of 17 minutes, 23 seconds. This is the second year in a row in which she's won the season's opening event. And Caleb Martin was the fastest male Buckeye, placing third overall with 15.09. The Buckeye men had three of the top seven finishers and five of the top 15. This was a heck of a performance to open the year, Tyler. We talked about Eddie Angle going into this one, a huge opener to the cross-country season, and Angle sure did deliver. And then how about the boys as well? You're talking about Kayla Martin, a third-place finish. Not a bad time, just a little bit over 15 minutes. Next up for the cross-country teams is Friday, September 9th. That's today when this episode is releasing at Ann Arbor and Michigan for the Big Ten preview. We wish them luck there. Women's volleyball was at the Cardinal Classic in Louisville Saturday, September 3rd at 5 p.m. The Buckeyes dropped their first game of the tournament to number 15 San Diego in straight sets, but then biggest defeat of all, they took over number three Louisville three sets to one. It was the first win of the season for Ohio State. They lost the first set of that match 17-25, to only to win the next three, two, by more than five points, which I call a dominant win in volleyball. The brilliant Buckeye for that game was Amelia, uh, It was Emily Londot. She was named the Big Ten Co-Player of the Week with her performance in the Cardinal Classic. She averaged 4.86 kills and 2.14 digs per set over the weekend with 10-plus kills in both matches. Electric performance from Londot. Londa, through the first couple weeks of the season, she has been the best player on this Ohio State team, which is a loaded squad, co-player of the week in the Big Ten yet again. And how about this, Caleb? Not only was that win over Louisville huge for the program this year, but huge in program history. That is the largest win and the highest-ranked opponent in a non-conference match for Ohio State in program history. Next up for women's volleyball is again today, Friday, September 9th, at Atlanta, Georgia against BYU. They'll have another game in Georgia following that one. Then moving on to probably the largest headline of the weekend, football versus Notre Dame at home, kicking off their 2022-23 season. On Saturday, September 3rd, the number two Buckeyes came back from a halftime deficit to defeat number five Notre Dame 21-10. to The Buckeyes started off slow offensively, but picked it up after the break. C.J. Stroud finishes 24 of 34 with 223 yards and two touchdowns. Emeka Buka had nine receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. And Mayan Williams, 14 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. He also had a reception for 12 yards. But the brilliant Buckeye out of all of those, 
I give it to Xavier Johnson. He recorded his first Buckeye reception with a third half, with a third quarter rather touchdown. And he also had two receptions for 34 yards along with the score. It was a brilliant performance from a lot of offensive players, but you had to wait until the second half to see it. But it was worth the wait. And it was an ensemble performance all the way through. There wasn't really one standout. There were many. And the offense finally broke out in that second half. But what was the constant in that game for Ohio State? The defense. There were a lot of questions circulating whether Jim Knowles' defense was going to be effective right off the rip in week one against a Notre Dame team that was down some of their offensive weapons, especially for receivers. But despite a couple of big chunk plays, Notre Dame had three big offensive plays. That Ohio State defense proved itself to be one of the toughest in the country. And if they keep playing that way with guys like Tommy Eichenberg, Mike Hall Jr., Ronnie Hickman leading the way, look out for this Ohio State D. We'll talk more about Ohio State football when we get into our preview of Arkansas State coming up this weekend. But moving right along again, women's soccer versus number 18, Texas A&M. That was Sunday, September 4th. The Buckeyes broke even with the Aggies at the end of it all. Nothing to nothing was the tie. No first-half shots on goal for either team. That stood out for me on the box chart. Shots were 15-14 in favor of Ohio State by the end of it all. Ohio State also led in the shots on goal department at 4-2. And 10 corner kicks for Ohio State compared to Texas A&M's two. In a game that ends with no scores on the board and not a decision on who the winner is, I think you look at stats like that and you can tell who the top performer was. Those stats are exactly how you measure who outplayed who in a draw. Furthermore, in a scoreless tie, which is what we saw on Sunday afternoon at Ohio State, it's safe to say that they outplayed Texas A&M. And those games against ranked opponents where the Buckeyes can show their stripes, those are going to prove to be huge down the stretch, especially when looking at the non-conference schedule. And then moving along to our final game to break down from this weekend, field hockey against Lehigh Sunday, September 4th. The Buckeyes extend their win streak to three games with a 4-0 win. The Ohio State defense and goalkeeping remains perfect. And this is the first time in history the Buckeyes have opened the season with three straight shutouts. But next for field hockey is Sunday, September 11th at Oxford, Ohio against Miami. So now getting into the games that happened this week. Not moving, not talking anymore about last weekend, but now this week we had men's golf at the Frederica Cup. They finished seventh of eight in that tournament. That was down at the Frederica Golf Club at St. Simons Island, Georgia. It was a two-day event to open the season for men's golf on Wednesday and Thursday. And then a 3-2 decision, women's soccer taking the win at Brown on Thursday, September 8th. That was against the Brown Bears, who had a 4-0 record this season going into the game. And they had a 2-0 win against a common opponent, Albany, that opened their year. But you wanted to do something different, Tyler, this week, and I'm all for it. But talking about, instead of previewing or recapping, rather, the, uh, the men's soccer win over Wright State and this Brown win, you had an idea to talk about the dominance of the, the historical performances that men's soccer and women's soccer have had to start off their season. And I'm all for it because these two teams look unstoppable for one of the first times in history, they look incredible. They're off to both of their best starts in a very long time. Ohio State men's soccer 
they're off to their best start since 2010. They started off 3-0-1, and they got a big test coming up on Friday night. So tonight when we record this, and then how about women's soccer? 4-1-1. That only loss was against BYU, then number nine in the country. And it was scoreless for the first 60-plus minutes. So we're seeing a lot from both these squads that they can play teams tough, they can score, they're hungry, and they're ready to put Columbus back on the map in college soccer. And that's exactly what they're doing, just continuing to make these national numbers, moving up in their own divisions in the conference standings, continuing to just win game after game. It's incredible to see. It really is. And if we want to pick out some notable players, starting off on the women's side, how about Emma Sears? You talk about that Brown game. She netted three points, one goal, one assist. That goal, by the way, was a huge one that was able to give Ohio State the lead. It was a gorgeous 18-plus yard strike into the upper left corner of the box. And then goalkeeping has been big for both squads. Ohio State men's soccer, they have held teams scoreless for the last 309 minutes played. A lot of that due to that strong back line. And Keegan McLaughlin, the reigning Big Ten goalkeeper of the week, he's got back-to-back shutouts for Ohio State against Bowling Green and then Wright State in that 2-0 victory on Monday. Looking ahead at our weekend, starting with the games later today, as we already mentioned, women's and men's cross country, they're in Ann Arbor, Michigan for the Big Ten preview. And women's volleyball is at Atlanta, Georgia against number 10 BYU. That starts at 7 p.m. And back here at home, Ohio State men's soccer host Butler at uh, at 7 p.m., excuse me, that you can watch with subscription on Big Ten Plus and listen on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. Then getting into our football matchup for this week, Ohio State football for the first time ever against the Arkansas State Red Wolves. That's a kickoff at 12 p.m. hosted on the Big Ten Network. And, of course, listen to Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio, making the debut of our SGSR TV broadcast, the same radio broadcast you've known and loved over these last few years, now with an added booth cam that we are proud of. So if you want to see the excitement that we have for what we do best, this is your way to see it. Tune in on YouTube. The link is posted on our Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Twitter page and also on YouTube. Search SGSR TV. Make sure you hit subscribe and click the bell bell notification. It'll let you know not only when we post our football broadcast, but also our road trip recaps that we'll have starting in October when we head up to Michigan State featuring a fun little segment that Tyler created when we were on our way up to Indianapolis, and also our Block O show, pregame shows that release Friday at 9 a.m. But looking at the Arkansas State Red Wolves, Tyler, I know you prepared some notes on the Red Wolves. I've got some stuff for Ohio State. Let's let the visitors go first. Well, first off, I want to go on the record and say that that was our idea, and your idea was the name of said segment which I don't know if we have announced yet. But looking at Arkansas State, this is going to be the 10th Big Ten opponent they play in Ohio State. It's going to be an intimidating atmosphere, that's for sure, because you go to Columbus, it's a crazy environment, even for an afternoon game like this. But you have to take into account that there are some Red Wolves that have been here before. Their leading receiver is Champ Fleming. He came from Oregon State. He was a freshman in 2018, Fleming's first 
collegiate matchup was at Ohio Stadium. It was a 77-31 to 31 loss to the Buckeyes. So that's going to be something interesting to note is Fleming's, he's been there before. And then Arkansas State, they have two skill position players, the quarterback James Blackman and the running back Johnny Lang, that are in their sixth years of college football. James Blackman has been a mainstay at Arkansas State for what has seemed like years. He's been through three different coaching changes, and he's been there for six years and has passed for 1,000 yards in multiple seasons. Then Johnny Lang played four years at Iowa State and then had himself a good start to the season last week when the Red Wolves annihilated FCS opponent Grambling State by a score of 58-3. to Incredible to see a 55-point margin of victory in the opening weekend. Gives you some sense of what Arkansas State's coming in. We saw Ohio State's defense was on full display last week. Like I said, the offense was a bit slow getting out there. Some notes for Ohio State. No Jackson Smith and Jigba this week. He came out early with only two receptions under his belt. Came out with an apparent injury that he talked about later on in the week at media availability. Uh, got some disclosure on that. So he will not play this week. Instead, it will go to the youngins, Emeka Ibuka, Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison, Xavier Johnson. So expect to see a lot of them this week. Do we see Stroud the full game? Maybe we see a little bit of Kyle McCord and perhaps Devin Brown if the game is going well enough. This would be this should be a good time to see the backups come in before the week of Toledo coming up next week on the 17th. But you look at this, Ohio State has to start off on fire with offense. Not necessarily is it going to hurt them against Arkansas State, a team they match up with on paper as being the heavy, heavy, heavyweight outside of the weight class of the Red Wolves entirely. But this is just going to be a low-pressure time to get that offense back on track for when you play an opponent that's going to threaten you, like when you go to Michigan State, like when you host Wisconsin in one of your final home games to start off this opening stretch of schedule. So, This is the time to get things right in a very low-pressure situation in which you should have no problem getting a win with. So all eyes are no longer going to be on Jim Knowles' new defense. Instead, they're going to be looking at Ryan Day and the offense. Let me ask you this, Caleb, regarding Ohio State, because you brought up a great point about Kyle McCord. Do you let C.J. Stroud play a couple series, get some scoring drives under his belt if he can, and then Kyle McCord plays the majority of the game, maybe bringing Devin Brown? I'm letting Stroud play at least four drives at most the first quarter, whichever comes first. Um, so if he only gets three drives and it's the end of the first quarter, then fine, he's done. Uh, I think not necessarily that I'm worried about him getting injured, CJ Stroud being, but I think you you can't pass up opportunities like this to get your depth some experience. You saw how well it was or how good this worked out with CJ Stroud when he was behind Justin Fields and got some playing time. So if you're, you're, if you're copying and pasting that template, I think you have to see Kyle McCord come in in this game at some bit. That's where I'm a little bit hesitant is does Devin Brown come in? I think he's far enough down the depth chart to where he does not see the field this game unless it's an absolute route early on in the game. If it's a 30-point game by half, I think there's a likelier chance that you'll see Devin Brown than if the Buckeyes pick it up in the third quarter. And stranger things have happened. We're talking about this in advance, but Arkansas State can keep it close throughout the entire game. It's college football. Anything can happen. Change the movie title to any given Saturday when we talk about college football applies just the same. That's the only thing on Saturday is the football game against Arkansas State. So moving on to our final day of the weekend, Sunday, 
First Sunday of NFL football, may I add. Let's go, Brownies. Women's volleyball is at Georgia once again for number five Georgia Tech on set on Sunday, September 11th. 1 p.m. is the start for that. You can watch it with subscription on ACC Network Extra. Women's soccer is at home against Kent State, 6 p.m. on BTN+. And field hockey is on the road, as we said, in Miami, Oxford, Ohio, at 1 p.m. there. Tyler, which of these games stands out for you, and do you have any headlines you like to watch going into this? Well, they all do. Let's start off with volleyball. It's something that has been on the minds of every Ohio State player and coach since December. Georgia Tech, the team that bounced them in straight sets with the sweep in the NCAA Regional, the Sweet 16. The Buckeyes said going into this season that their goal is to go beyond that. They've made the 16 for the last two years. Now they want the Elite Eight. They want the Final Four. They want the national title. They're hungry. They've had that this matchup marked on their calendars for a while, so that's going to be fun to watch. Then women's soccer, it's senior night. A lot of seniors for this Ohio State team, they're going to go up against the Kent State squad that, that has only scored one goal this season. So it's going to be weakness going against strength. The Kent State offense versus a really good Ohio State defense, but the Golden Flashes have a really good back line as well, led by Tiana Harris, which is going to be something interesting to note. And then for Ohio State field hockey, it's going to be a Sunday afternoon matchup against the Red Hawks, an in-state rivalry. Anything can happen. But we've talked about Abby Danson time and time again. But I don't think we've really mentioned the balance of Ohio State's attack. They have outshot opponents by over 30 shots, but they've spread out the scoring. We forgot to mention that when we recap the Lehigh game, four different Buckeyes scored, which proves to be huge because anybody on that Ohio State squad can find the back of the net. That'll do it for us until Monday. Make sure you're following along with all the Ohio State action that we have going on this weekend, both home and away, whether you attend those in person or you're listening. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at State of Mind OSU for the latest updates regarding the show. Hopefully, we don't have to have an export issue again. I think I figured that out, but fingers crossed, knock on any wood you have if you're listening to this in a spot nearest a piece of wood so you can wish us good luck with that. And also, if you want to preview more our football game against Arkansas State, tune into the Block O Show. Tyler and I are on there frequently. If you like our voices and think you can't get enough of us from this show two days a week, there's your third is on Friday at 9 a.m. talking about Ohio State football. For Tyler Amberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here.